craft beer friends, and welcome to Season 8, Episode 10 of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Lewis, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man, also known as Drinking Eagle, from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you tonight, Chris? And of course, what is in your glass? Denny, it's been a long day, and it... uh it's gotten better now okay. that now that I'm on here chatting with you. Let's just say that. Um, but in my glass tonight, I'm actually drinking something from Drecker Brewing Company out in Minot, North Dakota. Minot. Um, Minot. Having some pizza toots. Ooh, <laughs> like a good pizza toot. Yeah, you know, pizza toot. Uh, <laughs> super hazy, orange juice looking IPA over here, and uh, it's easy, easy to drink. And let's see, where, where, where's my ABV on here? Hidden. Well, Covert. it's hidden. Oh, 7% alcohol by volume. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a really tasty beer. What about you? How's your day going and what's in your glass tonight? Well, my day is going okay, considering it is the first day back to work after a week off, which felt nice. Mm-hmm. So... I might be a little tired because, you know, you got, after a week of, of not doing your normal hectic job, it builds up. So, yeah, we're just, I did a pretty good job knocking everything back down to normal. And it's only a four day <clears throat> week for me because I got, fr- I taken Friday off too. So I'm going to have a three day weekend. Nice. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's going to be good. So I'm doing well. Do I look well? Do I look you healthy? look fantastic. The the beard's coming in great for beard's the winter season. In, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, coming. you can't really ask for much more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, the weather is completely bizarre because it was it snowed the day before. No, it snowed the day before Thanksgiving. I don't know. Last week it snowed the first time. Uh, it didn't stick. It was just like some small flakes, and then it it had some bigger flakes. I'm like, okay, now this is more like November, and then. What's happening this week? We're back up to 55, 60 degree weather again. I'm like, don't they understand? It's getting, it's almost December. You you don't have 60 degree or 55 to 60 degree weather in Idaho in December. That's just unheard of. So well, you could, crazy. you could. Yeah. Well, we are. So I guess <laughs> it is possible, but, uh, but yeah, but that's, that's how we're doing. But what I have in my glass today is Anchor Brewings. Oh, there, it nice. says right here, it says our uh, it's not, our special ale. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year 2021. Uh, and I've been lucky enough to get a few six-packs of this beer. Uh, and I'm in, I've been enjoying it. Sarah loves this beer. I love it. This this year, I, I really enjoy this one. And I think I gave it <clears throat> a five-cap rating a, a few weeks ago. I don't remember. But... Uh, after drinking a lot more of it now, I don't. I might have might bump it down to a four and a half because it's oh. it's a it's a good beer. Don't get me wrong, but now I'm thinking that some of the other previous years versions were a little bit better um, because now I drank a lot of it, <laughs> so I can really <laughs> gauge the uh, uh, gauge it. But you know, it's a nice dark, warm. You know, it's not you know a little, it's a nice rich dark beer with some. Some very light Christmas spices in there that just gives it an it, it melds perfectly with that darker malt, and I just really enjoy this beer. And it's some years it's really hard to get because people 
will, uh, you know, go and buy it all out real quick. We won't get as much uh, in the area. But I think they must have upped the the amount that we're getting locally here in the in the Boise area because uh, I've seen pallets of it, and so I oh. think that we're getting a lot more. So I've been enjoying it while while it's here. In fact, I've drank more of this. I think you know I've had I've had a couple. 12 packs of Jubilee already, but I'm kind of enjoying this style a little bit better than Jubilee this year because it does have a little bit more complex flavor and I'm enjoying it. And I think I actually rated Jubilee a little bit lower than I normally do too for, I think I normally give it a five. I think I gave it a four this year. So that's that. But yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Um, you mentioned before we got started that you, you've been busy. You're, you've, actually drained your phone dead you had to go find a charger did you find a charger by the way i did i'm uh i'm all hooked up ready to go okay so we're yeah we're, because <laughs> you were outside doing what what were you doing outside so i was outside pouring concrete today mm. so i had my my phone was uh you know playing some music while i was doing a repair on the driveway oh and i had to uh put a you know put a drain on my battery so I had to make sure I found some. <clears throat> oh, you also asked me too. Why? Well, why am I wearing a hat? Because uh, well, I I it was sunny outside today, and I didn't want to get the sun in my eyes, so yeah. I left a hat on. Yeah. And you asked me, well, is it because your hair's all messed up? Yeah, probably because <laughs> I've had a hat on all day. <laughs> I used to look good. Uh, nope, no worries. So you're a concrete man too. You're a you're a man of all kinds of skills. Well, I mean, I watched enough of it on YouTube. I figured it was time to go ahead and start trying it. Okay. Okay. Did you have any beer <laughs> while you were uh, pouring that concrete? No. Yeah. I didn't you're... really have time to do it. I, you know, once I broke out the pieces that I needed to get out and I went over to the wheelbarrow and mixed up the three bags and got everything up and running and uh, I poured it, smoothed everything out and went inside. Okay. Well, okay. after I cleaned everything up. No, no problem. No problem. Yeah. Well, good. Good. So uh, now you can relax after all that manual labor today and just enjoy ch- chatting about beer. Yes. So let's, let's get started. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. But, you know, before we get into the meat of the show, we always like to explain anyone new listening to Taps of Craft Podcast what we are all about. We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journeys and adventures. And you're listening to episode 192. We're recording on Monday, November 29th, 2021. And we are live on Facebook. So uh, just keep in mind that every Monday before the show releases, we get on Facebook at 8.30 Eastern time and we record. And you can watch us on Facebook like we have several people doing right now and interact with us uh, with a message there, and we can answer your questions or make comments, or, you know, repeat your comments uh, to the show. So we we welcome you to go and, and join us on Facebook during our recordings. And in this episode, we are going to revisit why you should drink your quality craft beer from a glass or glassware or some kind of a vessel and provide you with a couple suggestions for the type of glass you should have on hand and this is uh, kind of in reference to the voicemail that William Schlimmer, Bill Schlimmer, I guess I can call him Bill now, uh, he left for us. And uh, this is one of the things that he said, hey, 
you know what? If you, you know, if you had, I think you said five glasses or three types of glasses. Well, I picked three types of, I picked more. It's kind of a trick question because I actually picked more than three, but I, I have three types of glassware I think that everyone should have on hand when you drink beer. And we'll talk about that in the brew buzz segment, as well as some other great conversation along the way. Now, I said this, I told this to Chris and you know what? I'm, I always make a liar of myself, but this show and the next show, because it is the end of the year, I think we're going to try to keep the shows a little shorter and uh, just get them, you know, get in, get it done and, and get out because everyone has a busy, hectic holiday schedule. We know that Chris and I, we need time to take care of our holiday stuff. And I know you guys probably need the same thing. So we won't waste too much time. And Chris and I would like to thank all of our Patreon supporters because this episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied Patreon supporters like Mike Allen, Bill Schlimmer, and Amanda and Kevin Argauer, who are our virtual producers, and Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, Johan Halberg, Tara Carlson, Chalamasa, Mark Church, Matt Knight, and Eric Garonley, who want to buy us a virtual beer. If you enjoy the content we provide, we invite you to support the show by toasting your host or buying us a virtual beer, or even becoming a virtual producer. You can explore the options on our support page by visiting patreon.com slash tap the craft. All right. Well, we don't have any feedback. I was surprised that we didn't have any feedback with some of the people's uh, bee breweries oh. that they might enjoy or some comments on the Sierra Nevada celebration now that we did tasting notes on, but that's okay. We don't have to, you know, people don't have to call in or, uh, Friday's emails every single episode. Yes, but, they do. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of yes, do. Yes, they do. But if you do <laughs> want to leave us a voicemail and get your voice heard on the air, you can do that by sending or by calling 208-536-3359 or, if it's easier for you to remember, 208-53-ODDLY. Just leave your voicemail. We'd love to hear from you and answer your questions. Uh, and if you'd like to contact us by other means, that's more to your liking because you don't want to get out there in the public, you can do that easily through email. Just write us at tapthecraft at gmail.com. Or if you're more into the social thing, we've got a Twitter and Instagram account at tapthecraft. And of course, facebook.com slash tapthecraft uh, for our our uh, podcast uh what is that uh, community Social, page, I guess, right? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, interact with us and join us live for a recording one time. We'd love to have you. Okay, Chris. Jim Kudzall said he's drinking Celebration now. There you go. Yeah, I'm still drinking okay. Celebration. I know you probably are too, Chris, right? <laughs> I, I still have a few cans in the fridge. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that I was wearing this shirt uh, our last episode, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, it's okay. It's, okay. I'll t- it's a sweet shirt. I love this shirt. It's so comfortable. <laughs> I bought it at the brewery uh, when we were there a couple of years ago. So I like this shirt a lot. Nice. It looks good. Looks good. Is it a V-neck or is it just kind of uh, sagging? Uh, just, uh, just it's a little saggy. Yeah. From all the sweat you're doing. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> all right, Chris. Well, hey, let's continue the conversation because now it's time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to untapped. All right, so we're going to start with David Martin from about eight hours ago. He is drinking a Space Trash by New Grass Brewing Company. Gave it four cap rating, no notes or anything on that. Um, so let's see, move on up to the next one. 
Bill Schlemmer is drinking a toasted Bach by Jacob Lining Kugel Brewing Company. Mm. Uh, easy drinking, no strong flavor stands out. He gave it three and three quarter caps for that beer, okay. and uh, that's a brewery you don't hear much from anymore. Well, they, well, uh, you don't hear about beers brewery. other than uh, <laughs> like the the shandies and and mm-hmm. lighter ones, right? I, I, it's nice to see that they have a Bach. I wonder if that's only like local in Wisconsin, uh, where you can get the you know some of these varieties that are more. Unless it's a Christmas, maybe they have a, a holiday box, like a sampler pack. Maybe I'll look for that, and I'd like okay. to taste what their what their box tastes like because I, I, I mean, I will admit, you know, there are other beers, there are summer beers that I call that that are really easy to drink and light alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually taste pretty good. It's just the problem is, is that I I just feel like uh, you know. It just needs to. It, I mean, it's good for one, but I don't want to drink more than one, right? Because they are kind of oh, sweeter, yeah. and they are fruity. A lot of them have fruitiness, and and that's, you know, I like to drink a beer that has a little bit more beer taste to it. So if you mm-hmm. don't like the beer taste, then these are great. But I enjoy the beer taste, so they're great to have one or two, and like, oh yeah, okay, that's that's nice. And um, but yeah, I, I but I would like to try their Bach. So if they maybe I'll look for their sampler. Maybe they have a, a holiday sampler that has. A more variety of, of winter type ales that I'll, I'll try to find. Maybe. Uh, next on the list is going to be Mr. Mike Allen drinking a Bourbon County brand 14 stout from this year. Um, wrote outstanding subtle, subtle notes of cinnamon and nutmeg. Gave it four and three quarter caps for that beer. That reminds me, I need to go over to my local beer store and see what, uh, what, uh, uh, Bourbon County variants showed up in our area. Yeah, they they showed up on Black Friday. Yep. And interestingly enough, um, about a week ago, there were still some on the shelves that are from last year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what they did with them, but they are no longer there. So, okay. Uh, Let's see. So, moving on up the list, Mike is also drinking a s'mores by Wicked Weed Brewing. That's a good beer. He said it's very reminiscent of its namesake. Four and a half caps for that beer. Uh, let's see. Art Warcheck is drinking an Oro Negro from 2015 by Jackie O's Brewery. Uh, found another one. He says these really do hold up. Four and a quarter caps for that beer. That's a really good beer. I he do found like that, that in one. the back of his fridge just hanging out? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's the beer buyer at our former local grocery store. Okay. And That's it right. wouldn't That's surprise right. me that, yeah. that he's got all kinds of nonsense in the back of his fridge. <laughs> um the gnarly gnome is drinking a 2020 dark charge double mole by Braxton Brewing Company. And he said chocolate and cinnamon on the nose, big, bold flavor, smooth and creamy with a ting of pepper heat in the back. Really, really aging nicely. Perfect for this time of year. Pumped for this year's release day. Okay. Who who was that that had that beer? Uh, the Gnarly Note. Okay. Okay. So he doesn't rate anything. Nope. Just notes. And continuing his check-in streak for the now 11,000th show in a row. I hope I didn't go backwards from last time. <clears throat> Chad Lamasa is drinking a nuclear blonde by Maryland Beer Company. Beautiful can art featuring Marilyn Monroe. Mm. Nice biscuity flavor. I hope it's the beer you're talking about, not Marilyn Monroe. Uh, he said quite good four caps for that beer. Let's see. Jeff Seiler 
I was talking to my brother about this beer the other day, Jeff Christmas ale by great lakes brewing company, mm. delicious winter seasonal from great lakes. Probably my favorite Christmas ale. Thanks Santa mm. Four and a quarter caps for that beer. Okay. Let's get weird for a second. Okay. There, there was a couple of years ago, <laughs> six, seven years ago, they made a batch of that Christmas ale that I heard so many people tell me that it gave them diarrhea. Really? Uh, interesting. Let's, let's get even more weird. I was one of them. So it gave you diarrhea after yeah. drinking one or did you drink like uh, a bunch? No, I think we had like three. You mean you drank three in, at one time and it gave you diarrhea? Well, no, and not like, <laughs> not like I'm just like, okay, let's pound this one down. Okay. Let's get the, no, it was just over the course just, of a night. And then it was, and it all uh, came out. Okay. Yeah. And it was, that's what I was talking to my brother about. Cause you know. I I love to talk about just random nonsense. He's yeah. the one that was telling me about that uh, 8-bit Christmas movie. Okay. So now I got to go see it. And you told me about it. <laughs> he told me about it. You ruined the ending, but whatever. No, no, that no, wasn't uh, the ending. I didn't tell you the ending. No, the ending's not ruined. I just told you one of the jokes in it. No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> uh, Jeff Seiler is also drinking I Don't Want to Be a Pirate by Divine Barrel Brewing. He said, said by nobody. Said by nobody. I, yeah. I do want to be a pirate, yeah, but you know the pirate. rule. Oh, in order to be a pirate, you have to start drinking like rum at eight a.m. Okay, with an eye patch on. <laughs> I'll even drink, put two <clears throat> eye patches on. Yeah, <laughs> big dark chocolate and coconut imperial stout, like a liquid mounds bar. If you like that kind of mm, thing, I do. Yum. Four and a quarter caps for that beer. Um, let's see. Next on the list, Will D is drinking a 1906 Reserva Especial by Hijos de Rivera at Columbia Restaurant. Columbia Restaurant? The one here? Nope. Celebration, Florida. So about an hour north of here. <clears throat> um, four cap rating for that beer, and that was checked in about an hour ago. And Matt Knight is drinking a Bananas Foster Scotch Ale. Ooh, yeah, he's, nice. he's checked into that a couple times. It sounds interesting. I so I I had a bananas foster beer about a year ago and really enjoyed it. Uh, this is by Rohrbach Brewing mm. Company, and he said so many well blended fra- flavors. Great dessert beer, four and a quarter caps for that one. Um, drinking it in his signature Legend of Zelda glass, and that Denny is what everybody is drinking. That's it. Wow, it was a short one. Mm-hmm. Okay, Everybody's trying see? to get back into that swing of things. They drank way too much over yeah, the holiday. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I'm one of those. Um, like I, I think I mentioned earlier in the show that I did have last week off, and I did have my grandson four days, one overnighter. Mm. And so, uh, you know, when 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 he went back home, I definitely, uh, you know, jumped into the alcohol a bit to relax. <laughs> How old is he now? He'll be five next month. Wow! In December, he turns that five years old. I know he's he's a big, he's getting a big boy. Um, yeah, I mean he's a good boy. I mean he did do of of the four days. There's only one day he misbehaved, and that was the last day. And that wasn't that was uh, that was a Saturday, and I'm that was the only day he really made Grandpa mad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I commenced drinking after he went home because I had a 
Uh, we watched the Civil War, the Oregon Ducks versus uh, <clears throat> Oregon State Beavers game. Mm. And I had some friends come over. And so he, he, he went home and then we watched the game and uh, drank some good beers. Um, good. And had a good time. So, yeah, it was good. It was good. Okay. Well, that's what everyone's drinking. Uh, some good beers in there. But was a little bit lighter than I was expecting, but it's okay. We're having a short show, so we'll just move on into the brew buzz. Look how fast we're going. We're already the brew buzz. And uh, the brew buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics. And this week, as we already mentioned, we will discuss why you should drink your quality craft beer from a glass. Now, uh, there's a couple of reasons. I already mentioned that Bill Schlemmer, uh, you know, he asked us to talk about a little bit about the importance of drinking you know, beer from a glass and some suggested glasses that he, you should have in your collection. So we're going to answer that question just like he asked. Uh, we do have another sh- show that we talked early, like early on, like eight years ago, we talked about beer glass. Like it was episode like two, I think. Yeah. I mean, it was a long time ago. 190 episodes ago, we talked about beer glasses. So it's okay to revisit them seven and a half years later. Uh, so we're going to do that. But Another, I think I, I don't have this in the notes, but I want to talk. I in my head, I I kind of wanted to talk about this when I talked about that book that I reviewed, that uh, where the guy had had, had probed sent, sent his email probes out to get feedback mm-hmm. with questions, and one of the questions that he had on there is, um, is it? Um, gosh, I can't. I, I was going to write down the question, but if something has to do with the, uh, you know. Uh, how important is it is it drinking or how important is glassware to the, to to beer and it was interesting the the amount of variation in how different people interpreted that question uh and then how though even those interpretations that people did how they answered them differently based off mm-hmm. off of that so one thing i learned that i didn't realize was such a big thing is I didn't realize that people steal beer glasses from breweries. What? Yeah. <laughs> Who now, does that? Uh, <laughs> now, I have never stolen a beer glass from a brewery. Um, in fact, I am, uh, you know, super, well, just like I don't, I always drop a ticket when I'm in a beer festival too. I'm I'm just a, that kind of guy. You're just a good guy, Denny. Yeah. But I didn't realize that that was such a big thing. And so some of the answers were, yeah, we have, yeah, beer glasses are important, but we don't put any branding on them because we don't want them stolen because, you know, we learned that lesson early on. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize that was a thing. And there was probably like, you know, 20 breweries that made that same comment in the question. So that's one way of interpreting it is like um, having branded or, or, or glassware. Other way is, is it necessary to have like, even even like what type of glassware is it? You know, some people said, yeah, we just serve our beer in, in plastic throwaways and it doesn't matter. Well, that's great. They, they may think it doesn't matter because your beer sucks and, <laughs> and, and people don't really, you know, there's nothing that's going to help them. But uh, as we're going to talk about in this, in this discussion, we're going to have it. There are some benefits to having glassware that, are, that is in a certain shape. And a certain material. Tell me about it. Yeah. So, 
Um, so I, I found those very funny and I, and all I could think about when, when the breweries would mention that, nope, doesn't matter. Just, uh, you know, I could serve it in a, you know, in a milk jug and, and it would still sell. Um, I'm just thinking that something's wrong. I'm not going to visit that. must that be the guys at angry chair. <laughs> yeah. So that's, what, that's another way they, they, they just, they took it. And the other thing was, uh, was that, a, a in the majority of the breweries actually, you know, put some thought into it and said, yeah, we actually, you know, it, it, we like to have the right glassware for different types of beer. Now, some of it was as easy as we have 16 ounce glasses for our lighter beers. And then for our big beers, our double IPAs, our big stouts, our Belgian L's or whatever, we have a, 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 a 10 ounce, um, tulip glass or, or, uh, partial tulip glass. I can't remember what they're called, but it's like a... It's like a Snifters. It's a snifter, but it's not like a full bulb. It's like a, a combination between it. It's a tulip oh. top, but it doesn't go into a flare at the top. It kind of just narrows to it. I, and it's like a snifter, but it's... Uh, I can't think of the name of it right off But not. Top. But it's, not, yeah. <laughs> and so that's one way to look at it. Yeah, alcohol makes a difference, right? You don't want to be serving your 10% beers in 16-ounce glasses. You're, you know, you... For one thing, you have to you want to charge the right amount for it, and so I don't know. It's, I I don't mind drinking big beers in big glasses, but I I'm I'm okay with drinking big beers in smaller glasses because now as yes. I'm older, I don't <clears throat> want to be drinking ten percent beers, you know, more than one in a sixteen ounce pour. And then no, oh, that's that's almost a lot in itself. Yeah, yeah, and then others said, yeah, we try to, we, we pride ourselves in having the right glassware for the beer that we're serving. Because for one thing, if they're a specialty beer a brewery that just does Belgians, it's very important to have the right glassware for that. Or German mm-hmm. beer, sometimes, you know, it makes a, a difference in the, in the, in a fluted Pilsner glass or, um, you know, or, or a Weizen glass for a wheat beer. That, so, you know, there, there's are important reasons to have those type of glasses. And I'm not going to go in details on all those. That, episode two, it has all the details on the glasses. This is going to be a kind of a short and sweet, just give you a generic understanding of why glassware matters. What what senses does it enhance and, and what enjoyment can you get? And, I, and I, I think there was only a few of the breweries that said, you know, basically glassware doesn't mean anything. Um, but... Those those breweries, like I said, I I can't imagine any any real beer person not saying that. Yeah, uh, you know, drinking out of a bottle tastes the same as drinking out of a glass. No, it's not. You know, not the case. Okay, so I'm off of that thing. So um, I went ahead and and decided to go and do a little bit of research on this just to get some more modern information from what I had, you know mentioned seven years ago and pretty much the information is the same as what I mentioned before, but I pulled this off of the Cicerone.org website and the article is why pour beer into a glass and it's written by Ray Daniels. So I'll have a link if you want to go read it, read it and, uh, and get some more information from the Cicerone.org website. Uh, but that's where I pulled this information from a short, sweet, condensed version uh, that kind of just gives you an idea. So I'll, when you put a beer in a glass, it reveals much more of the beer and enhances the overall sensory experience. For starters, you can see the beer, its color, its clarity, as well as the foam head that it forms. As an additional benefit, when you pour the beer into a glass, 
some of the carbonation is lost, so the beer will contain less gas when consumed. Now, this is important for a couple reasons. One, uh, if you have a problem like me that doesn't do well with carbonation and it builds up and it doesn't release, then when it builds up, it releases. And when it releases, foam <laughs> shoots out of my nose and everything. So it's good to release that carbonation and and, like and make it see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? You, get, you make me drink fast enough, you will see it. Uh, although I haven't had it happen for a long time because I pace myself very well now. But um, you're a professional. I, I am a professional. I am. But uh, so yeah, releases the carbonation. It also, when it releases that carbonation, it also releases some of the sharpness that the CO2 can add to the beer. It softens the beer up a little bit as well. So that's another reason. And another reason, another thing, which I can't remember if it, it kind of mentions it later on in the article, but also when it's in the glass and that carbonation is coming up, it's also bringing a lot of the flavors with those bubbles up out of that beer out of the opening so you have more access to it when you are drinking it and your nose is right there in that glass you're going to get a lot more of those flavors and get a better experience okay but flavor provides the most important reason to pour beer into a glass with a beer in a glass you have easy access to the aroma and can smell the beer even before you take it into your mouth this has a significant effect on your sensory experience so much so that some brewers carefully select the glass their beer is served in and will not accept any alternatives. Indeed, experienced tasters often describe different flavors when served the same beer in different glasses. And I think that I think that honestly takes a special uh, sensory person to be able to tell like this, you know different flavors. But I'm just going to say that. For the most part, as long as you pour your beer into a glass, you're going to get the best experience of that beer that you can get. And then if you want to enhance it a little bit, then we'll talk about some of the glasses that you can get some of that enhancement from. All right. Chris, why don't you go ahead and read the next couple paragraphs? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. All right, so here we go. Um, when a glass is selected for a beer, two factors come into play, size and shape. For routine servings of draft beer, the glass size you choose most often depends on alcohol content. While many everyday beer glasses hold about a half liter or a U.S. pint, responsible alcohol service suggests that stronger beers should not be served in those glasses. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> In Belgium, where many beers contain 6 to 10% ABV, you'll find a range of smaller beer serving glasses. Servings ranging between 10 to, 10 to 16 ounces. Is that what I'm supposed to say? No, 10, 10 to 6. To six. Yeah. It went from top to bottom. Six. Yeah. So 6 to 10 ounces uh, <laughs> <laughs> allow for more responsible service of stronger beers. Yeah, it's saying that the standard is typically 10. Even some beers, they may reduce it down to six, depending on the strength. But normally, like in American breweries, if they have a smaller globe or whatever, it's usually a 10-ounce mm-hmm. glass. Matt Knight says, this guy needs to now needs to know how to come up with a decent beer glass set on a budget. Matt, we already talked about that. I don't think you were on on that part where it was talking about other breweries' beer glasses. <laughs> Matt's Not like telling me. You Matt's a, else from there. Matt's a nice mm. guy. Doesn't do the wrong thing. We all try to Nobody do the right thing. Nobody told him to do the wrong thing. 
no, no, <laughs> nobody said do the wrong thing. They just said there's ways to get a good set of beer glasses. Yeah. yeah. The foam or head associated with some beer styles also influences glass glass size he says i'll catch the audio podcast uh <laughs> the tall glasses used for german hefeweizens typically accommodate several inches of head when filled with a half liter of beer on the other hand british pint glasses often leave space for less than two centimeters or one inch of head on each serving thus beer glassware for different styles often takes head formation and size into account mm-hmm. yeah yeah it does get into a lot of that all right once a glass has been selected for the beer, it must be properly prepared before the beer is added. While consumers don't need to be concerned about these details, you should be aware that retailers who don't take care in these steps may present you with a beer that doesn't look as it should. Generally, when you're served a beautiful, great tasting beer, you don't think a lot about it. You sit back, you enjoy your beer and you have a good time. Bars and restaurants that care about great beer service take the time to train their staff, maintain their equipment, and manage their beer so that every serving of beer will make the customer want to stay for another round. Yeah. So, again, this is a great. This is something else that was mentioned in that book on some of the the um, the breweries that really. Uh, took time to answer questions. And, and on this glassware question, a lot of the breweries just said, doesn't matter what type of glass it is, as long as it's clean. And that's the key, right? Make sure you have a, you're serving your beer in a clean glass. Why? Well, if one thing, it's sanitary. But another thing is, is that, um, you know, if you, you know, one trick to do when you, when you hold up your glass at a bar and all the bubbles are stuck to the side of the glass. That means that glass is not clean. Uh, whether it's not clean because it has a still has some soap residue in there, or it just has leftover st- sticky beer from the previous beer that was left in there, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So something is in there that's not, al- you know, allowing those bubbles to cleanly come up to the surface, and they're sticking to the side of the glass. That's a sign that those beer glasses aren't clean the best they can. Um, and for me, like if you see see them stuck on mine, I reuse my glass quite a bit. Like I'll get a glass and I'll reuse it for five, six beers and I'll just rinse it off in my tap. So, you know, even regular tap water, it's going to rinse off some of that residue, but it's really not going to clean the, some of that proteins off of that glass. So you will, you know, I will get some bubbles sticking to my glass, um, you know, as I use it, you know, five or six times, it'll... Look at all the bubbles on my glass. I mean, geez. No, 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 not not foam. No, I'm I'm but, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's that's the key. You want to make sure the beer is served in a clean glass. Uh, and 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 what one of the ways that that retailers, bars, and and restaurants and stuff will help. It, it helps with the with the head buildup as well. Is it is that if you you know you'll see them go and and do that little uh, um, washing. Yeah, upside down on that upside down yeah the... and it spritzes with water so that for one thing breaks the surface t- tension on the glass so that the head won't build up as fast and it also just rinses it out a little bit right you get a little rinse in case there's any dust or mm-hmm. anything that's got in there it's not cleaning it it's just kind of rinsing Quick it rinse. and preparing it for the beer that's going to go in there and again if it's got that moisture that it's going to pour a little bit better and the head's going to not 
collapse right away and it's not going to cause a big head. It's going to be a lot more maintainable. Okay. You know, you can buy those. They sell those for uh, residential mm. applications now too. Okay. You're going to put one in your They're only home like bar? 80. <laughs> I was really thinking about it. No, it's like it, it's, it hooks up. You know how you have the different spots in your sink mm-hmm. where there's just normally caps or soap dispensers. Like it hooks in there and they give you a piece that hooks into your water line, attaches right to the glass rinser, and you can do the same thing at your house. I wonder if Sarah let me... Uh... No, she probably won't. Eight, let me do that. It's $85. <laughs> well, for as much beer as I drink, I, I, I could probably get some good use out of it. Okay, so that's that's the, the nitty-gritty on why you should pour your beer into a glass. Uh, now, let's provide some glassware suggestions. Now, these are my suggestions. Chris might have his other suggestions. What I did <laughs> is I I broke this down into into basically four sections. <laughs> All-around beer glass. If you just need to get one type of beer glass that serves the best, in my opinion, the best solution to, uh, you know, to getting a beer in a glass and and performing some of the things that the, all these glasses do, I'll provide that what I think, which is my favorite glass, what that is. Also, a beer glass that you recommend if you're going to be drinking strong beers. And some beer glasses that I recommend if you're going to do beer sampling or tastings, and then, of course, outdoor activities. So I'll start it off here, Chris. The all-around beer glass. This is... Good good beer name for you. Uh, Shits and giggle. (laughs) Is it a German... uh, It's a Martzen Martzen? lager. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, so my all-around beer glass of choice is this one right here. And if you're watching... You can see that this is a Willie Becker glass. And I've talked about this glass on, on air you know, quite a bit because I prefer drinking my beer out of, out of this glass, of, of this type of glass, than any other glass. And the reason why is a lot of times this is a half liter glass with a, an extra three quarters of an inch on top that, that makes it so it's about just under 20, 19 ounces, 20 ounce glass. So when you pour in a 16-ounce beer or a 12-ounce beer, even if you pour it heavy, the head still has room to to come up and not overflow. And it also has a very slight taper. It, it comes up at a, a, a narrow bottom, and it comes up a little bit thicker, and then comes to a little bit of a taper at the rim. And that allows that head to kind of fo- come back in on itself so it won't just overflow onto, onto the uh, over the glass and onto your countertop um so it provides a nice a nice room for head a nice formation of the head so it stays kind of inside the glass and and above it and it also is a bit of a slender glass so if you do do a lighter beer it's it's a multi-purpose beer you can put dark beers like i have in here or you can put in light pilsner beers because um, you're still going to be able to see all that effervescence of the bubbles coming up into that you know through that beer so it provides uh, you know, both uh, options. And although it's not as prominent as a nonic pint, an English nonic pint, or even a pub glass that has more of a, a middle, there is a bit of of a grip here where it's, you know, you don't have to put a hard grip of your hand around it to keep it in your hand and not slip through. Um, and it's also a, a thinner glass. It's not as thick as those... Um, 
shaker pints. No, shaker pints are like, like you know, three millimeters thick. And we've already mentioned that in prior shows is that you pour a cold beer into a, into a non-cold shaker pint and that the, the glass sucks the heat out of the, well, the beer sucks the, the heat out of the glass or whatever happens. Uh, it causes the beer to warm up very quickly if it's a thick-walled uh, glass, unless it's like chilled. Uh, but these thinner ones, it allows it to not suck that heat away as quick and the beer stays chilled. Um, and, and it's nice. So the Willie Becker, this is my, so now I just did all that talking. I actually have some written word here I can read. So long, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got so carried away talking about my favorite glass. I don't need to, to have written stuff, but I do have some here. So it's long considered the standard German glass. This glass is very popular for a number of reasons. The glass is conical up to a few inches below the top where it very, very gently curves back inwards a little. This opening, while not as small as some other beer glasses by any means, is still a lot smaller when compared to a typical conical pint glass. Again, it is due to the opening and the overall shape of the glass that makes drinking out of them so pleasant. While many beer glasses have their optim- are optimized for a certain type of beer, most any beer will be delicious when served in this glass, making it a great choice for a home bar on a budget. So here you go, Bill. The Willie Becker glass is a great glass you must have in your home bar. Okay. So I will, I want to read a quick check-in yeah. from Mr. Eric Gronley. Okay. He said he's drinking a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. Way to go, Eric. Company. And he said, my first yeah. of this classic beer, I finally found it after five stores oh. randomly checking Wow. It has deep flavors that really work nicely. Berry, cocoa, and spice. Just a well-done winter warmer that is surprisingly bright for how dark it is. Highly recommended. Four and a half caps on that beer. Yeah. Yeah. He also told us, you know, happy Thanksgiving and <laughs> happy Monday. Well, thanks, uh, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> happy Monday. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving weekend in the U.S. Um, it's always nice to hopefully you really get together with friends or family or friends and family and, uh, and celebrate and eat well and not do too much shopping. That wouldn't be good. Did you do anything for black Friday? I stayed home. I chilled. I was my rest. Yeah. That was my day of rest. Uh, and I just stayed home. Now, Sarah and the girls, um, um, they, they went shopping at, they left the house at four thirty, Um, and they didn't come back until after one. No. So they were gone for quite a while. So I had a, a nice morning all to myself, just relaxing, watching some TV and chilling. You know, it's kind of weird now. I mean, there's so many. Um, Eric said the best part was that the beer lived up to the hype I built up in my head. Um, Excellent. It's it's so weird, though, because now you don't have to do Black Friday anymore. You can just do it all online. online. Yeah. But, but I feel like so many people just they like that. We got to get up mm-hmm. and we're going to go, you know, it's a thing for them. Yeah. Like you guys used to do, what was it? You used to do a beer festival. Yeah. The beer festival was back again this year, but um, honestly, even before last year, when they didn't have a beer festival last year because of COVID um, the year before we went and I was just so disappointed because I'm so tired of, of half the beer, you know, half the beers pouring are all of Payette's, you know, Imperial Stout. 
with different mm-hmm. like twist on it. And I'm just like, yeah, uh, I, I got old of that. When this beer festival first started, it wasn't showcasing all of Payette's beers. They were bringing in beers from around the country that you couldn't get in Boise. Uh, and that, that made it special to come. And it, it transitioned from that to all the beers from, you know, all these beers from Payette and then a few that are not that special. We can get these beers anyway. I, I don't want to drink beers I can get in town. I want to go to yeah. that festival and get beers I can't get in town. And that's that's what changed. So I already made a decision in 2019. I said, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And then 20 came. We didn't go. And then 2021 came. And uh, well, they didn't have it in 2020. But 2021 came. They reopened it. I just said, you know, I don't want to go. Uh and expose myself to the closed environment with people for a beer festival that has lost its glamour, in my opinion. Uh, it's not. It's not as good. So I we bypassed it. This beer will keep you safe. Yeah. So what we decided to do is, uh, I'm hoping now with this new variant sprouted out, it may keep my buddy Alex from coming back in a, in a in a couple of weeks. He's supposed to come back in uh the weekend of uh, december 12th and we were going to have our own i was going to have my own black beer festival at my place and invite my friends mm-hmm. over to uh to to you know sample my beers that i'm going to provide and, and have alex bring some from israel uh, and we were gonna have our own black beer festival that was more special than than just going and drinking other stuff we that you can get around so right. that may or may not happen if alex can't come um, I might just postpone our Black Friday beer festival until he can be back in 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 Boise and we can do it together. Because um, that that's the fun for me to going to Black Friday was doing with all my friends. Right, right. We had a huge gathering every year that people would come and we we had our own little get together and 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 then afterwards we'd go to you know do dinner and do Christmas tree lighting and we do all this stuff and that's what made it special and. And uh, so I, I want to make sure I can, you know, have a special time, you know, when we do that festival. So, yeah. Okay, Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, this is my recommendation for strong beers. All right. So we got the Belgian tulip with a bulbous body and flared lip. The tulip glass is designed to capture the head and promote the aroma and flavor of Belgian ales and other malty hoppy mm-hmm. beers. Its short stem facilitates swirling, further enhancing your sensory experience. Yeah, it's. I think if you're going to pick another glass that you want to have for special beer, um, I think you have to have a, a tulip glass. Whether mm-hmm. it's a full tulip with a full flare or just a half tulip where it has just a like a snifter top. Yeah, uh, because um, those glasses do you know allow you to have a take a smaller amount in. Um, and it, in, by having that, by having that bulbish bottom, you have a lot of, uh, beer down in that bottom and then it narrows up to a narrow top. It focuses all those aromas right into a narrow spot. So you really get a good dose of, of all that flavor and aroma. Mm. I'm drinking too fast. I'm burping. <laughs> but, uh, so sniffing glass is good. It also is very thin glass. So it, it, uh, it allows you to cup the glass in your hand and use the, the palm of your hand to warm it up because you don't want to drink these big beers too cold. 
So if you, nope. you, you put it in your hand, it warms up that bulb and that just uh, allows the aromas to come out even more uh, and, and warms it up a little bit. And, and it's a really nice glass. And so, yeah, tulip glass, definitely for strong beers. I would totally get behind that. I just saw my cousin Eric got on. How are you, Eric? Thanks for jumping on with us for a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's one of those one of those glasses that I. That's basically my other beer glass, mm-hmm. um, and it's funny because you and I pretty much have the same same kind of beer glasses. Uh, I I more stick to the the <laughs> yeah. Good morning, buddy. Um, I'm I more stick to the pint glasses. Mm-hmm mostly because that's what's more readily available. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot, there, for one thing, the, the shaker pine is the cheapest one, like super cheap to mm-hmm. buy. Breweries can buy them in bulk. Even if they decide to put their branding on it, it's still not that expensive as buying, you know, you, you step it up to these Willie Becker, you're going to, the brewery's going to pay a little bit more. You step it up to a lot of tulip or specialty glasses. Those oh, yeah. are, those are, you know, even in bulk, they're four and a half dollars a glass, right? I mean, they, they can be really expensive um, unless you're buying, you know, 20,000. But if you're only buying, you know, a thousand at a time, that, that's, you know, that's a big exp- expenditure uh, for a nice glass where shaker pints, you can get, you know, get them for, you know, 99 cents a piece or whatever. Buck a piece. Yeah. Well, it's like Eric said too, he goes, they're durable. And they're durable. Yeah. They can take a, they can take a fall and not break. They, they do. You, 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 you drop one of these lighter, uh, walled glasses they're going to break the first time it hits right you're, you're yeah. not going to be able to ding, ding them around in the in the sink uh or other glasses hit them they're, they're going to break a lot easier that's what happened to my trek brewing glass oh damn damn pour one out for it <laughs> okay now here's not necessarily a type it's a, a like one type of glass it's it's a it's for it's a glassware for sampling beers and these are, you know, taster glasses, right? These little four four ounce, five ounce taster glasses. You can buy them from Amazon or from your glass store or whatever in a set of four or eight or, or get a couple of varieties. You can get some little tulip ones. You can get a little, um, you know, little uh, mini pint ones. Uh, there's all kinds of different styles. Uh, they're not that expensive, you know, and, and they're great for tasting beers, um, whether you are inviting some friends over to do a special bottle opening of a beer that you've been saving and, and you want to share with a bunch of people, you can, you know, pour small tasters of it and share it. Or if it's a friend that doesn't like beer or doesn't necessarily like a style of beer that you want to, to, you know, have them try, they don't, they'll be a lot less, a lot less hesitant if they see a small little glass to drink it than if they have a big glass. If you bring out a big pint glass, they're going to get scared. You say, no, 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 I don't want any, I don't want any. But if you pull out a little, a little easy to, you know, drink little small glass, they're, they're not hesitant, right? And, and it's easier for them to say, oh, yeah, I'll go ahead and pour me half of that, right? And then that's only two ounces. And if they don't like it, for one thing, they're not wasting that much beer. And if, yeah. if they feel like they have to drink it, they're not drinking more than they really want to drink because they don't like it. So I recommend every home bar have little taster glasses, whether, like I said, have a variety of different styles for different types of beer. Um, and, and here's a great thing. If you go to beer festivals, then just save the glasses that you have from the beer festivals. And then you have your own collection of little sample glasses. I, I have probably, of all the times I've been to Black Friday, 
you know, we just talked about it. They have these little, I don't have any down here. They're all, oh, no, I don't have any down here. But, uh, um, but I have probably 15 of these little snifter glasses for Black Friday, and they work perfect for just pouring samples and, and letting people try. And that's what we, we will be using for my Black Friday uh, beer festival. I'll just use, reuse Black Friday glasses because they're perfect. Everyone yep. can get a four or five ounce taste and, and off we go. Well, that's what we're doing too. We have a, we're doing a beer event on the 15th of January, just at our training facility. Mm, nice. So just invited a bunch of people over and have some food and do a bottle share. Perfect. And... Yeah. That's how you can get rid of some of those big beers, some of those Hunapu beers that you oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> are yeah. trying to, 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 uh, to get down and, I mean, it's great for sour beers too, right? You, nobody yeah. wants to drink a 22-ounce sour by themselves. Um, but maybe you get four people together and you now are drinking that in four-ounce tasters. And maybe people will have two tasters that like it. And some people don't have to have two. They can just have one taster of it. And uh, it works good. So have a, have a you know, keep some sampler glasses around. It's a great option for your, your home bar. All right, Chris, mm-hmm. what's the last type of glass that Taps of Craft Podcast recommends? Well, duh, B cups. For, right? for for what for why? Why would you have B cups for well B cups uh when you're in just see how did that go? <laughs> it's been too long. It has. It's been it's been over a year, but you know, it's the, the only plastic beer glass for people on the go, whether you're swimming, hanging out by the pool, mm-hmm. boating, camping, hiking. I've taken them on I've taken them to the beach. I've taken them literally all of those places yeah. that we've talked about. Um, and they're great because what we were talking about earlier, we were talking about the different shapes in the glasses mm-hmm. and, and how they can help in, enhance your beer. Eric, you did miss the red solo cup. You said, did I miss the red solo cup? Was that number one? <laughs> yeah. You got in too late, buddy. We started, we said that one before you, before you signed on with us, <clears throat> but yeah, the, the B cups, they, you know, they have different shapes in them. You know, this is an IPA glass. They have a, you know, a lager glass and they've got, the glass for funky beers and they've got the glass for porters. That's basically this just a little, or I'm sorry, stouts. It's just a little wider mm-hmm. at the bottom. Um, but yeah, these are, like I said, I, I pretty much got the same list as you do, Denny. Mm-hmm. It's just the differences is the first one. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. Yeah. So we both Chris and I cannot recommend B cups for your outdoor activities more. And I think a lot of our listeners have, you know, have, have gone and, and grabbed these things and they're enjoying them. And so, Hey, we're not all wrong. This is, it's great for, for the outdoor types, people, barbecues, camping, beach. I mean, nothing's worse than having to go to the beach and hide your beer uh, bottles because they're not supposed to be on the beach and you don't want to, you know, now it's easier because most, a lot of them are in cans, but craft beer was never in cans until a few years ago. So if you want to bring craft beer, you had to bring it in glass. And you and I remember hide, you know, trying to hide, you know, opening my bottles and stuff and making sure no one saw that I was, you know, breaking the rules. So um yeah, B cups are good for for drinking beer outside of a solar cup. Solar cups well, have their purpose a- for keggers. That's that's when solar cups are solar cups are really good. <laughs> Those cups are so versatile though. I think nobody gives beer them credit prom. just because no, not like that. <laughs> I mean like Yes, they're they're great for beer pong because they are sturdy. They can hold the take the hit of that ping pong ball. But no, they 
they're so versatile in the fact that they they measure for you. They have oh, the, that's true, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the you pour it up to that lines. first lip, and that's an ounce. You pour it up to this letter or or this line, and that's another certain measurement. The next one's another measurement. They're very versatile cups. They just you know they they get frowned on a little bit in the in the craft beer community. Yeah, yeah. And I did uh, order something uh, new that I also got for Megan for Christmas. that uh, I'll be talking about here, I guess after Christmas, because it's, uh, <laughs> it's a device that will hold any size can or any size bottle, and keep it cold and insulated. Ah, for, for all those uh, hard seltzers she's trying to keep cold? <laughs> yeah, well, she's got the slim 12-ounce cans, and it'll hold the 16-ounce cans or the 12-ounce cans or the bottles or nice. the Yeti Solo Ponca. The Yeti, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeti Solo Ponca. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a seventy dollars solo cup. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it was. They got ten cups and beer pong, so you're looking at a three hundred dollars set for each side. So you're sitting at about five six hundred dollars <laughs> just to play a game of beer pong. Look, look, Eric, we don't get that bougie in Fredericksburg, you know that. Uh, okay, so there we go. There's our brew buzz. There's our why you should drink your quality craft beer in a glassware of some sort, and some recommended glassware that you should have in your home bar. Chris, let's get on to our new and noteworthy beers. I see you have a few this, this week. That's great. That's what, go ahead and start us off. Yeah, we got to, uh, had some free time. I like you, Denny. I was, uh, after, let's see. I was off since Wednesday. Okay. And tomorrow is my first day back because we're closed Sundays and Mondays now. Um, so tomorrow's my first day back, but, uh, yeah, I was able to drink a bunch of good, good beers while I was off. Uh, my first one is going to be a five cap rating from Fremont brewing their barrel aged dark star 2016. Uh, and I, I've always, I always like dark star mm-hmm. as is. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's the, initially it was the, well, was bottle but can art that got me the, the dragon on the front of it it's really cool i like that and then they do the barrel aged versions of it so not only did they barrel age this one it's also f- it was five years old too oh wow oh yeah it was 2016 it, it, wasn't it yeah it gave it some time to mellow out gave it some time to just let all the flavors kind of come together a little bit and and just mesh very well um you see how it holds uh, that head look at that glass yeah <laughs> You just poured it too fast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed that beer. I gave it a five cap rating. Um, and like I said, I always like Dark Star, but this one was a little more special because it had some a couple of years on it. And I really, really enjoyed that beer. Nice. Um, Ellipsis Brewing Company here in Florida. Oh, I see your I see your Fremont stuff. I don't know if you have 2016 up yeah, there. Yeah, I was looking to see if I have that one. It may not be. I've had I've had a lot of the barrel age stuff, but it looks like I have a lot of B bomb ones up there and rusty nail and last nail. Yeah. I uh missed out on getting rusty nail this year. I know I had some dark star. I must have there must be somewhere else. Well, they had uh next beer was from Ellipsis Brewing here in Florida, actually out of Orlando, called Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. And this one was a this one was a sour Berliner, uh, Berliner Weiss 
bunch of different fruits uh, that were in it. And I remember tasting this one, taking a, taking a quick sip and going, Oh, oh that was really good. And going in for another one right away. Um, but it was just, it was nice. It was light. The fruit wasn't just overpowering, super sweet or anything like that. Uh, let's see. Don't go chasing. Where, where's the ellip- is. ellipsis? Is that a Florida? Ellipsis. Brewery? Yep. So they are just north of the Orlando airport. Oh, okay. Um, our Berliner treated with a lot of TLC. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and a medley of orange, pineapple, coconut, peach, strawberry, and banana tastes to taste like a tropical punch. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this beer. And we were also, I drank this at our work Thanksgiving party. Yeah. So we kind of had a bottle share there as well. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> um, but uh, that beer I gave four and a half caps to. And then last on my list is going to be from Cigar City uh, from their El Catador Club. Got a beer called Watch That 10 Gallon. <laughs> and it's a barrel-aged strong ale. And I really like the uh, the words that they put with it in their exa- or their uh, description on Untapped. That was, your Bronco Buck and friends will never place their cowboy hat on a bed for fear of bad luck or worse. Hang on to this cinnamon-forward coconut rum barrel aged strong ale for longer than eight seconds and you'll re- be rewarded many times over hmm. uh 4.25 caps for that beer and this was just another beer that it sat in the barrel long enough to get some good barrel flavors in it but it was the coconut rum barrels oh. so it imparted some other flavors into it and being a strong ale i couldn't really say no to it so <laughs> I, I did enjoy enjoy being able to try that one and I think there is another bottle of that in my fridge oh, wow, too. Nice. So uh, they are really spoiling us with that uh, the two smaller bottles yeah, yeah. in this this version. And I did renew for my next version oh, wow. for the next next one. So <laughs> I guess is it, this is is it the things that we do? Is it an auto renew? You you just forget to oh you have to no. So <laughs> it, this one was different because so now that now that beer events and things are getting back into mm-hmm. into normal normal life, if you'd like to call it that. Um, one of the things that co- that is supposed to come with your El Catador Club membership is a member party. Oh. Well, they... And they... <laughs> we got a 17-minute heads up uh, because they do everything on the uh, Ozner app, <laughs> O-Z-N-R. You check out their app. They gave a... Um, they sent us out an email 17 minutes before the tickets went live and it was free. If you were a if oh. you were an El Catador Club member, it was free. Now, on the bottles that I get, Denny, it says this is bottle number 286 of 2000. Okay. Okay. Now, when you get a bottle, you get two bottles. They're the uh like the the seven or 16 ounce bottles. They're not, you know, not the super big mm-hmm. ones, but like um, you get two of those for each beer that gets released. So you can drink one now, drink one later, trade them off, whatever. And um, you got to figure if there's 2,000 bottles, that means there's a 1,000 memberships. Well, the tickets went live for this party and sold out in about five minutes. <laughs> so they never really went live. They went live for the yeah. Calador Club. And, and then the... Well, no, they, they went live just specifically for the club yeah. members. This is for members only kind of thing. And I was like, oh, well, you know, uh, what about if you get one, can I buy a second one? Maybe my <laughs> wife can come. And they're like, no, it's members only. 
if your wife has a membership, she can come, but no. Um, and they sold out in five minutes. Again, you didn't pay for it. It was just yeah. whoever got the tickets, got the tickets. Um, so how many tickets so, do they have? 200? I, I have no 100? idea. It's something, something tells me they had like 50 yeah. as quickly as they went. <laughs> they had like 50 because it was really cool. What the, the party was going to be was, hey, we're going to be bringing out bottles of some of the stuff that you guys have already had in this most recent version. Plus, we're going to be cracking open bottles from our cellar and our collection. Mm. If you want to bring something, bring something with you. Let's have some, you know, some beers to share. And I was like, oh man, this is going to be cool. And they gave us 17 minutes, a heads up. So if there's a, a Facebook page that you get invited to as well, if you if you get into the El Catador Club. And night, Eric. Thanks for hopping on with us. Um, so many people bitched about it that they offered a second night. Oh, it was like, okay, cool. Did you get in? The second night is on Tina's birthday. I can't do that. <laughs> so we've already got that day planned out. I was like, so great. Oh. Uh, I won't be going to that one. Well, maybe you could have, um, you could have, uh, got one and then traded it for the, I tried. Oh. Okay. I tried. Yeah. So I asked them if somebody said, Oh yeah, well I'll totally do it. Well, I was also at work when the second set of tickets <laughs> went live and they also disappeared in record time. Wow. Okay. Okay. You gotta be quicker. So, so, well, not only that, so here's what happened as we were talking about the renewal period, does it auto renew? Mm. They are now switching it down to 500 memberships now. Mm. And you were automatically guaranteed a spot if you've been in since what do they call them? They call them volumes. So like we're on volume 14 now. So each one that they do, it's a, you know, the next volume. And it said, if you are, if you've had a membership since volume eight, I'm sorry, they call it additions. If you've been in since edition eight, you are guaranteed a spot. I started my membership Nine. in edition seven. Oh, so you got you. So I got, oh. I just made the cut. Right? There you go. So so I renewed and that was the whole reason that I got into this club in the first place, because it was this exclusive mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, if you weren't part of it, you had to enter a lottery mm-hmm. to become part of it. If you won the lottery, then you get the chance to get in. Well, now it's like, they're like, Hey, we got memberships available. Anybody wants them? <laughs> we got memberships. Come on, you can come in. And I'm like, it's not so cool anymore because anybody can get in now not just you know Mm. you put some time in or you've been in this thing for the past seven five six seven years or five six seven editions so it was just kind of it was kind of nice that they are toning it down a little bit because man i was a little disappointed that i couldn't go to either one of those parties yeah um even if it was or wasn't with a, a plus one it it it's it sucks, man. Cause I I'd love to do that. Cause they were also touting how, Hey, some of the marketing team's going to be there. The brewers are going to be there, you know, kind of sharing what might be coming up in the next editions and stuff like that too. So, okay. Well, all right, well let's get off of my soapbox for a while. Let's hear about some of your new and noteworthy okay. beers. Okay. Well, I've got a few, I'll go quick. Uh, the first one, five cap rating here. Yes, five cap. We both, Chris and I, had a five cap rating from E9 Brewing out of Tacoma, Washington, a collaboration with Upright Brewing out of Portland, Oregon. Uh, this is called Snake Hips, and it's an Irish dry stout. 
And I, I, I just, I love this beer. I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Irish dry stouts because I like that style anyway. Yep. And when one hits all the keynotes of, of what I enjoy in an Irish stout, it's no, no brainer. It's a five cap rating. And this one did. This was so good. I said perfectly made Irish stout, really good. And I could drink this all day long. And that's a, that, you know, if you can drink an Irish stout, like all day, then that's a good Irish style right there. Uh, yeah, five cap rating. I can't. None of to say it was. It was fantastic, and I'd buy this beer every day if I could. So, what are some of the things that you look at when when you're talking about an ideal Irish stout or dry Irish stout? What are you What are you looking for? So, I want it to be lighter bodied, uh, not heavy, and so I want that. But I don't want it to be watery or thin. I want it to be. It's like a a perfect blend of a, of the body where it's, where it's, uh, you know, not too heavy, not too, too mm-hmm. light. Uh, I, I want to have, uh, a, uh, I, I want to have some roasty notes to it, but not overly roasty and not necessarily coffee notes. I want to have just strong dark roast notes in it that doesn't linger on with bitterness, but also not sweet. And it has to have a dry finish, of course. Mm-hmm. And that, that those keys, and it doesn't have to have chocolate or anything in it. It just needs to have that, uh, I don't know, just that that roasted uh, note, but not burnt and not, it has to be right. just right. Uh, it's it's like, it's hard to explain. I just know when I taste it and I, and I, and it's, it's a beer that, that doesn't over stimulate my senses. It's just like, it just tastes good and it's mm-hmm. not heavy. And I just, I drink it and I want to drink another one right after it. That's, and it's a stout, right? So if you can do that with a stout, then that's a good beer. And so that's, that's my, my type of Irish stout that I really like. No. And then those, I, I really enjoy those beers too. <clears throat> the dry Irish stouts. And I think that, that roastiness slash dark chocolate. Yeah, dark, that you yeah get I guess from like some dark chocolate. Yeah. Some, and it's not milk chocolate, but more darker chocolate. Yeah, you know, it's it's almost like that, just more cocoa than anything. Mm-hmm. Like that, if you were to look at a chocolate bar, like seventy percent chocolate or seventy percent cocoa yeah. and higher. Yeah. Um, but also too, whether it's on nitro or CO two, you also there's there's definitely some creaminess that go into them as so, well. So yeah, so um, and uh, Irish Stout is one of the beers I don't mind having on nitro if the base of it can handle the nitro right doesn't lose it all because i do enjoy that creaminess but um you know but yeah so nitro i can do an irish style nitro again it kind of reminds you a little bit of of guinness but um this one was better than guinness in in my opinion it's just got uh just a little bit a little bit bigger flavor than than guinness has but similar to what guinness is Okay, so that that was the one I I really enjoyed there. The next one is from what do I have on here? Firestone Walker, and here's one that surprised me. For one thing, I don't even know what a cinnamon dolce is, but I'll <clears> tell <throat> you, uh, I really liked it in this beer. <laughs> this is the cinnamon dolce nitro stout. This is a uh, a milk stout on nitro, and this is a can, and. Uh, and so basically it's one of those cans where you just pour it hard in the glass and it, it does the whole nitro thing. Uh, and it does it perfect. And here's what I said about it. 
poured hard and was able to force the nitro cascading. Big cinnamon aroma that follows into the upfront flavor. Super creamy and smooth. Vanilla and roast notes finish, finishing up with some lingering cinnamon. This one shocked me, and it is really good. I gave it a four-cap rating. Uh, again, I'm not a huge Milk Stout fan. I've mentioned this before, but lately I've appreciated the Milk Stout because they're not coming across too sweet with that lactose, right? If the lactose mm-hmm. is too big in it, I just can't handle that sweetness. But the I'm telling you, the Milk Stouts they're making now is are way better than the ones they made, you know, five, ten years ago. Um, and I really enjoyed this beer. And I've I enjoy it so much I've bought more of it. I've shared it with Sarah, and I want to share it with my daughter, and we ran out of time. I, I'm saving it for Christmas. I'll, I'll save it, and we'll drink it together so she can try it. Uh, but this is a really good beer. If you can get Firestone Walker in your area, um, try the Simon Dolce and pour it hard. The cascading effect is perfect, and it, it does um, give you that really nice creamy uh, flavor too. I, I really liked it, so. Okay, next one is from Von Ebert Brewing. I've mentioned Von Ebert a few times. They're now they're out of a Portland brewery, and they're now getting some beers in the Boise area, which I'm so happy, and I've tried everyone that I can find. This one's called Nothing Noble, and it's a, uh, a an IPA, American IPA. I, what I said about this is very tasty and uses the Idaho 7 hops to complement the other hops which is a good thing because everyone knows how much I dislike that hop. (laughs) Nice tropical flavor with a subtle dankness and berry undertones. Four cap rating. This is when I, when I bought this beer because it was Von Ebert, I just, I just buy everything. I see Von Ebert regardless. And then I looked and saw what the hop was that they used. And I saw Idaho seven. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, Oh my gosh. Why did I freaking buy an Idaho 7 hop beer? I hate Idaho 7, but it, but the thing is, is they didn't use this hop as a primary hop. They use it as a complementary hop that works very well with the other hops they were using. I think they had a, a, a collection of, let me see if I can find the beer details here. I think they had a collection of, uh, oh yeah, um, Nelson, so they had Australian hops, uh, Nelson, Savan, Galaxy. Uh, so So those were, uh, the the two main ones, I think. And then they also had Mosaic in there. And we already mm. learned from our hop lessons that Mosaic is can be anything, right? It, it's like a Mosaic artwork. It's all kinds of things. And it does really well complementing other hops as well. So I think they really did a good job of, of using Dado 7 just right. And I really enjoyed it. And that's why I ended up giving a, a Idaho, Sop, or Idaho 7 beer a four cap rating. A proud day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then uh I, you know, again, my daughter came for Thanksgiving. I I put in my beer order. Uh I had three crowlers come and a six and a four pack of of cans. And she brought it. Of course, I paid for everything, but that's okay. Um thanks, Dad. But uh but but I had a few Jim Dandy beers. I always gotta talk about Jim Dandy, my favorite Idaho brewery. Uh, the one that uh, that was the the highest rated one, I, four point seven five cap rating is the Big Shot, and this is a double New England IPA. Oh, where did I? Did I not check this in? No. Oh damn! No, I did check it in. Fourteen below, darker you half. You want to be a big shot? 
50. Oh, here it is. Yeah. It's, so the big shot, the double New England IPA, and it has lactose in it. I think I've mentioned that oh. I'm kind of done with lactose IPAs. I'm just tired of them. So I was a little bit hesitant, but I'll tell you what, this beer surprised me. So, oh boy, this beer is so smooth and easy drinking for a 10% double IPA. It has great pineapple, and and I, at the time, I, I was sensing a- apricot, but now, um, I don't know, I, I had a second can of it, and, and I, the second can, I tasted a little bit something different in there, a little more um, like tangerine or... Uh, Mandarin, orange hmm. type citrus, maybe um, the second time. So I don't know. But I said apricot, uh, fruit fl- fruit hot flavor with a medium to full body, a touch of sweetness, but finishes drier. Uh, I've been over to lactose IPAs, but this beer is an exception. 4.75 cap rating. So um, really good beer. Um, a little bit expensive. It's 25 bucks for a four pack, which again, in other places they say that's cheap, but I'm not used to paying you know, that much for four packs <laughs> of beer. I don't know. But still, it's a good beer. And the lactose wasn't too over the top. It just used enough to soften up that body and that and that uh and make it just a little bit, you know, easier drinking with with a double IPA. You couldn't taste any alcohol in this beer too. Ten percent and it you couldn't tell it was ten percent. You couldn't tell it was six percent. It was super easy drinking. Nice. The other one that I had uh from them was the 14 Below, which is a Czech Pilsner. Uh, what I said about this one, sharing is caring. Uh, I shared this with uh, with with a few people. Um, really tasty lager with big malt character, clean, crisp finish, went down quick, love it. I am so glad that Jim Dandy went back, and this is like the first lager they brewed since opening up three years ago. Um, it's hard for small breweries to devote uh tank space for loggers because it just takes that much longer to get that beer out. And they don't, they want to, you know, get beers out a lot faster, but I'm glad they went back and did another lager. Their loggers are fantastic. I love this beer. Uh, four and a half cap rating for this, uh, check, check Pilsner. So it's really good. And the last beer is called uh, darker half. It's an oatmeal stout. It has coffee aroma, uh, with it following into the flavor, smooth with a thicker body and really enjoyable drinking beer. As the beer warms, more complex and rich flavors come out. I gave this one a four-cap rating. Okay, there we go. There's my new and noteworthy. Uh, covered all kinds of spaces and, of course, Jim Dandy as well. All right, Chris. I said we were going to have this under an hour, but you know what? We're over an hour. But before we end the show, I always want to give you a chance and me a chance to raise a glass to someone like a raise a glass to. So who would you like to raise a glass to tonight? So I would like to raise a glass to Margaret Blount over at Brewer Shirts. Uh, she's been the person that I have been in contact with through our entire sponsorship with them. Um, and she said that she should be sending out uh, Bill's gift card to him tomorrow. Okay. Um, and uh, just want to give a raise a glass to them uh, for being just so gracious enough to give us uh, a couple of gift cards or gift certificates that we could give out to our listeners. So Margaret and all the folks over at Brewer Shirts, cheers to you guys. Cheers for being a nice sponsor. Thank you. And Denny, who would you like to raise a glass to this evening? Well, I'm going to raise my glass to our Patreon toast this week is Jeff Seiler, who may or may not still be on the uh, line watching. Was he on the line watching? 
He was earlier. Okay. Uh, Tom Byrne hopped on too. He said he was having nothing noble. He had nothing noble last night, uh, but he also just said, "Cheers, fellas! Catch you on the podcast episode. Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving." All right. So, Cheers, Tom. Tom, and, and if, since you just jumped on, I might be having a, my own Black Friday, not Black Friday beer festival at my place uh, around the twelfth or thirteenth of December. So if it happens, I'll send you a text. You can come. We can share some beers. Uh, but yeah, and you know what? I'm going to give a toast to Tom Byrne too for just being a great guy and jumping on here and at the end of the show, thinking it was going to go on for two hours. But no, we're ending this thing uh, quick. Sorry, sorry for mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for ending so quick. But we, it's the holiday season. We can't be. We got to get these short shows out. Hey, sometimes you need a quick one. That's just, that's right. Gets it going. That's right. And of course, being a former serviceman, I always want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in the U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. Thank you for your service, and please return home safely to your families very soon. Uh, and of course, uh, you know what? We're done with our sponsors. Uh, one last toast to Brewer Shirts. Thank you. Uh, but uh, we need to find a new sponsor. Yeah, next year. Yeah. Sponsor. So for a couple of shows, we might not be we might be sponsor free. Um, that's okay. We're free agents. Yeah, we're free agents. Point. We're free agents. That's right. All right, and you can find the beers and link to the article we mentioned on the show in a show notes located on the show post at tapthecraft.com. And if you like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? So never find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82, or you can find me on untapped and Instagram at MCK one, three, four, five. And of course you can always interact with us at everything social at tap the craft. All right. It is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. We ask you to please tell a friend and of course, subscribe on all your favorite podcast apps. (laughs) And remember we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers.